0: David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Wednesday. I'm sorry, it is Tuesday, August 24th, 2021. (laughs) Season 17, episode number 12. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got Nick and Dave with me. And uh, we're going to talk some Cowboys football here for the next 45 minutes or so. Uh, We got to talk a little bit about the Cowboys versus the Texans. We'll break down that game and some of the things that uh, these guys saw. Dave, I see you're very enthusiastic about that. Uh, We will also, hopefully... Get to some uh, players in our "I Get Around" segment. There are some players, and I keep pushing this off because we get into our conversation. Our conversation, conversations take the whole show, uh, but there are some players that before this camp is over, we really need to allow you guys to let it. people know who they are. So I want to run through some of these if we can.
2: Every day you're paranoid that we won't have enough I, to talk I know, about. I know. Every I, day you push the last segment.
1: Just, I, I, we'll I underestimate
3: show. how much we like to hear ourselves talk. Facts. You know what?
1: No, we you know what happened. I thought, I thought that when Amber was out. That we would have less talking we don't like you guys i told don't. i was
2: like i said before the train training camp started i was like me and nick can talk to a wall like okay. you don't yeah. have to worry about that she if she
3: heard that she would have been like Pfft. all right oh, right because she's like she says she never talks yeah she talks enough yeah she she gets her air time I think she talks
1: enough. Uh, anyways, right.
3: you're right. We, we can make this thing work. Here's roll. what we're going to do, though.
1: I do want to talk first about a little news. Cowboys find out yesterday, and actually, this all started on game day on, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are now five players, well, four players and a coach for the Cowboys who have been placed in the NFL's COVID 19 safety protocol. That would be Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, um, and then Carlos Watkins, CeeDee Lamb, Malik, Malik Hooker, and Israel Mukumu. Um, what does that mean for their availability at this point now that they're in the protocol?
2: I mean, it's hard to answer that definitively because we don't, you know, vaccination status is not disclosed technically. We know the team's at 93%. So it's a good guess most of, if not all of them, are vaccinated. Just playing the numbers. And and that makes it way easier. You know Dan Quinn's already is. Dan Quinn has to be. Yeah. Um, So... um, so the the protocol if you're vaccinated is you need two negative tests within a 48 hour period so negative test 24 hours negative test 24 hours uh so if you're neg if you're if you are covid negative you can be back in 2 days uh okay. so and then if you which i guess there's a possibility that there's a breakthrough case among these guys i feel like that probably would have hit the news cycle like somebody would be reporting that if that had happened but i guess we'll see so if for some reason you have symptoms then it's uh, 48 hours from your last known symptom. So that could be problematic. And, and, and then is it
1: 48 hours after your last known symptom and then you have to have passed it, so test or do how does that
2: work? Your symptoms subside and then you do the test, 24 hours, okay. test, 24 hours. So that seems statistically pretty unlikely, but I guess possible. So we'll see. But, I mean, if these guys are vaccinated, I think it's reasonable to think that they could be back by the end of this work week, like and
1: worst case scenario, let's assume it was a case where they actually literally had contracted the virus. Yeah, you're still talking maybe ten to twelve
2: days. Yeah. or so and and ideally, you would think they'd be back before the season right. begins. Right, we are. I don't think we're in a space where any of these guys are in jeopardy of missing um, season time. Which this whole thing of having a week between the end of the per, you know last preseason game and the first regular season game that's
3: fantastic. Yeah. What's interesting is you know the fact that you know the cuts are today. You know, got a to, to, huh? to eighty, right? To yeah. 80, yeah. 85 to eighty, got to knock five off. And I guess when you move a guy to the COVID list, he's technically off the roster, right? But you can't. I mean, these aren't guys that are going to get cut anyway. Right. So yeah. I don't know how long they'll be coming back on. Yeah, them. but, but
2: it, you could yeah. the, like if if they're not available
3: until Friday. Yeah. yeah, you could wait until Friday to make those moves if you wanted to. Yeah, for yeah. instance, let's say let's just say a guy like makwamu and that's how I think. I think that's how you say his name. I don't know. You say Muk- Mukwamu or whatever, but yeah. I'm just going. I'm just going by what PR gave me. I know. Anyways, a guy like him who's on that list, you know, he probably won't play this this next game. I mean, I, he could, but he just depends on how depend, quickly depend, he can depend. get back. Mm-hmm. So he probably doesn't. So that might affect the cuts of like, okay, well, you know, there's a safety sitting there that we haven't really heard much of all year. Hasn't yeah. done a lot. Maybe he would be a guy that was cut, but then he wouldn't be. If Mukwamu's not playing this game. So it does affect you know, that does affect their roster moves right now.
1: That brings up an interesting point. Uh obviously guys like C. D. Lamb, and you could probably make the same case for Carlos Watkins, they're probably well definitely in C. D. Lamb's case on this team. There is no question and them missing preseason games really doesn't matter. Which of the guys be it between the other two do you think Misses the most by if they if they can't play this week and or next week between Malik Hooker and Israel Mukwamu.
2: Mukwamu for sure. I think um, I could be wrong. I know they didn't give him a lot of money, but I just think I think Hooker's here. You know they signed him a week into camp, but he's also got to get himself ready to
1: play. He, he was injured all last year, I, right?
2: I, I, he doesn't. He doesn't strike me as the type that would be playing a ton of snaps in this game anyway. And I know I, I what you said makes sense, but it's still you know getting ready for the season.
3: He's he's a uh, veteran. Sorry, were you yeah. No, I was just gonna piggyback on that. I mean, what has he shown when, since he's been back? That that isn't positive. I mean, like he's you know in practice, he's made some plays in the game. I thought he kind of came in there and was physical, and, and, and now he played some in the second half against maybe guys that aren't starters. But I mean, I think everything that he's done is pointing the arrow up there. And I know how Jerry and this whole franchise loves to steal players. They want to steal talent. If you're a first round pick and and you know you didn't work out here for whatever the reason, they're gonna try to capitalize on that. So
1: unless you're Josh Rosen,
3: well, yeah, <laughs> we're just you were right. But I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee you, they looked at it pretty, you know, pretty closely. And yeah. said, right. no, I'm sure they probably did. Yeah. So you have to. I mean, yeah. and and so I, you know, he, here's a position of need. He's a guy that that's out there available, available because he's hurt and he was hurt and so i don't see why you would cut him
2: which i mean they could the money's negligible and you know they cut haha ha last year like there there's nothing stopping them but you, you sort of the longer you do this you can just kind of read situations like that and the the way that they've ramped him up and just been very cautious and deliberate about the whole thing is like yeah we're trying to have him ready for the regular season maybe not necessarily as a starter but just somebody that they can rely on for depth and somebody who's done that before whereas a mid to late 6th round pick it's like get out there and get all the reps you can and show us something yeah. whereas with Hooker they're like nah you you hang out and just get yourself ready yeah just to be clear
1: i wasn't even i wasn't thinking or suggesting that that hooker would be cut I think he's going to be on this team. I was thinking more. And it goes back to I was, I was listening to Brian Broaddus on our sister station um, on the fan after the game. He was kind of talking about the game. And one of the things he noticed, which I think I noticed on a couple plays, I think Brian has a, obviously has a much better eye for this than I do. But it seemed like on a couple of situations Hooker was a little late. Like it's, it's just like he's trying to get his get his timing back, get his reaction back, his reaction time back, and and so that's where I was saying like I think reps for him right now matter,
2: getting him ready for the season. Reps matter for everybody. You would except have, for that. No, they matter for him too. Like it would be, it would have been nice to, for him to get ten. I'm sure, but again, risk first, reward and. Yeah. Is is Malik Hooker not playing against Jacksonville going to jeopardize his roster spot? I not at all. I don't think so.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, one other thing I want to hit you guys with. Um, I, I was hopeful, as I'm sure you guys are, and and, and everybody out there are listening, that this year was going to be different from the standpoint of going into every week and all the way up until game time, just hoping and praying that your your best players don't have some kind of positive test or whatever. But we saw this week, obviously, things can creep up on you. You get to the game and literally you lose your DC uh, once you're at the stadium and preparing to play a game. How equipped do you think the Cowboys are to withstand situations like that going into the season?
3: You're which, talking about... Sorry. Well, which situations are you talking about? Any it situations? It could be
1: any of those. Like I, I'm thinking about it from a standpoint of what happens if you get to game day and that's Mike McCarthy and he has to go home because he's, you know, he's been put into the protocol. Mm-hmm. What happens if it's your offensive or defensive coordinator? What happens if it's your quarterback? What you know, there's a yeah. lot of different scenarios. My question for you is and this talks to this speaks to depth. This speaks to um the kinds of coaches you have on your coaching staff, do you have coaches who have experience doing other things yeah. that can step in in a pinch? Like how how do you think this team could react to those kinds of situations? Well, how prepared are
3: they? That's that. Those are a lot of different questions because you're basically talking about the depth at all different levels. Let's just speak to the coaching staff first and I'll let him talk about the players or whatever. But, but from the coaching staff, I mean this thing is designed to have you have experience. That's what they that they're banking on is they have experience on the staff. I believe they have four coaches, four assistant coaches who have been a head coach at some point. Um, I don't I don't want to have to name them because I, I I'm drawing a blank on them. But I think there's four.
2: Philbin, Quinn. Um,
3: wow, yeah, I'm blanking. John I mean, John Fossil Fossil uh, was interim for a little yeah, while. There's yeah, yeah there's a yeah, few. I think there's I think there's actually one more as well. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, and so that kind of stuff happens. Now, Joe Witt was the guy that stepped in. He's been with both McCarthy and Quinn, understands this defense, understands what Quinn's trying to do with the calls. So it was an easy move for, for him to slide in there. Um, and McAdoo's the fourth one, and he's he's on the staff as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, he's brought in, and he, he should be able to maybe help if something like that happens on the offensive side. And us, Myers has got a lot of experience, too. So I, I think that they're equipped that way. But, but I think what they need to be ready for is have those conversations. Mm. We always talk about, and it's first and goal on the eight. I want to know if I've got four downs. Get ahead of the game. Be like that. They need to be ahead of this thing and go, what happens if we just saw it in a preseason game? What happens in a regular season game? Because I could tell you this: COVID doesn't care if it's preseason or regular season. Or well, what your title. And is. the NFL, yeah, and then the NFL protocols don't care either. Yeah. So it, it doesn't matter what it is. Which maybe that's beneficial.
2: That obviously you'd prefer not, but you know, a little dry run at how to handle this. Um, could be good and and it wasn't just the game either. I mean, they went into the virtual, they did their virtual mm-hmm. mode for the last 2 days before they came back to work. So, I was going to say if they're not equipped for this from purely a logistical standpoint, shame on them cuz you had a whole year of getting real happened. used to it. Yeah. Um and and I yeah, so I think they're ready. So, I mean, depth. Sure. I mean, you can handle it if Michael Gallup goes down, but I mean, you know, if if Dak, I mean, if if Dak had to leave the game, you're screwed. I mean, I don't know that there's a whole lot you can do about that other than hope for the best. And that's why getting vaccinated is important. Yeah, but I mean, as we as we all know, though, even when you're vaccinated,
1: sure. if you come up with a positive test on a game day, right. you still got to sit for a specific, specific amount of time.
2: Anything you can do to make that number Absolutely. as low as possible. Right. And
1: and and by the way, vaccinations help, supposedly. That's at least what, what we're told, is the vaccinations help with Making sure that maybe you don't get it in in some situations
2: where you would have gotten it otherwise. So yeah. I think there's all those things that are involved, and it just helps, right? Yeah. And yeah, I, like I, yeah, there's no there's no foolproof, there's no 100% guarantee, and I know that bothers a lot of people, but. Yeah bring that number down as much as you can. Yep.
1: All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, let's talk a little how uh, Cowboys versus Texans. Cowboys lose that game 20-14, to 14, but there were definitely some things you can take from the game that we'll talk about when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: Before there was a draft, you could size up a Cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting Cowboys, and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. The Cowboys way, where
2: 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going bank of america is proud to be the official bank of the dallas cowboys and to support the quest of living life the cowboys way copyright 2020 bank of america corporation
1: want to use what the pros use how about the official men's skincare brand of the dallas cowboys jack black
3: The final Cowboys preseason game is Sunday, August 29th at AT&T Stadium. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys prepare for the 2021 season. A limited number of single games, standing room only tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at dallascowboys.com tickets. Sunday at noon, Cowboys Jacksonville, standing room only.
1: Yo, let's do it. Uh, let's, we're back. It's the second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's talk Cowboys versus Texans. Cowboys lose 2014 at home in their, uh, what I guess is for them, it's their third preseason game for the league. It's week two of the preseason. Um, Let's start first with, I want each of you guys to give me an impression you came away from the game with just one. It can be about a player. It can be about the team. Uh, whatever you choose, let's start with you, Dave.
2: Uh, first team defense. It was they're the only people that you know. I really feel like you could fairly evaluate. I get you know Cooper Rush coming in unexpectedly and playing well, but it was a dress rehearsal for the defense. And oh, by the way, they didn't have the guy that calls their defense. Dan Quinn started the game behind the eight ball. You know, quick change tur- turnover in the red zone, um, and all of that considered, I thought they played really well. I mean, the Texans are. Terrible, but they didn't allow a third down conversion while they were out there. Yeah, I mean they gave up the touchdown, but again that possession started on like their 16 yard line. Yeah, um, some questionable run defense there at the very beginning, but they got it. They got it buckled down. Parsons had a couple flash plays. Oso Digizua continues to look pretty impressive, and just by and large, I mean they played an entire half and and looked pretty good doing so. And I think. That's the the biggest sample size we have, and it was encouraging, albeit against a pretty bad offense.
1: Yeah, Speaking about Parsons, I think we all reacted that one play when he was yeah. he got behind the line of scrimmage and then he's chasing just down like a quarterback. Okay. And the, okay. Just watching it in person and the closing speed that he had it was
2: amazing. It doesn't do it justice to say he got behind the line of scrimmage because he blitzed and the center picked him up yeah. and he was like, nope, you're not going to block me. Get the <laughs> hell out of my way. You're a I mean, big guy, but I'm faster. And, was, and and and, and Osa yeah. did it like a, a stunt that kind of helped free him up. He took on, he came at the center from the other side and pushed him back into the into the guard. And so Osa had a big hand in freeing Parsons up to hurry that play. And yeah. so that's what I'm talking
3: about when I say flash. I mean they had a couple moments like that. Yeah, somebody just hit the R two button on him <laughs> back in the old guild, yeah. no, you know, PlayStation. Just he just shot out of a cannon. Yeah. Um. All right, for me, and I'm not. Pushing the panic button. I'm not I don't I'm not, I'm, my hands but. not on it, but I'm locating <laughs> but. it. I know I want to know where it is, so I just know where the panic what button is about this offensive line. Oh. I'm not there yet. I'm with you. But this offensive line hasn't looked great. They got a chance to be there together, and it didn't look great. And you can say, yes, I think Dak will help everybody. I think Zeke helps everyone. But I didn't think this offensive line needed these all these guys to help them look good. I thought it was kind of the other way around. So they didn't look that great the other night. Lyell's not looking too hot on the right side. Tyron kind of is what it is. He's, he's going to be fine, I think. Zach. I think they're going to be fine. But they didn't look good against the Texans. And I'm, it's just something I want to look at again. I didn't. I mean, I didn't think they looked that bad. Especially like once when Cooper got in there, it looked pretty
2: good. I mean, they went seven, seventy-five yards in five plays. Lyle did get beat. Garrett held on to that ball for a long he, he did. time. I, I put that on Garrett. He, he did,
1: but it. The I'm just looking at the play itself and the rep for Lyle. Yeah, that shocked me that he was because it was like his technique was all. Everything about it just looked bad, and I was like. That that's not what I was expecting from Lyle. If that were steel out there, I'd be like, yeah. eh, okay, Go but you gotta right. get rid of the ball. You're kinda Lyle, I'm expecting
3: more. Yeah. You know? He, no, that's fair. he looks rusty. He does. That's yeah. and I think you could see it some at training camp. Now, he he looks I mean, he's and he's lost some, some weight, which I don't I doubt he's lost a lot of strength. Yeah. But he's been the type of guy that's kind of been able to sort of overpower people. And he just doesn't—he doesn't have that right now. Hopefully, he gets that back and he gets gets in a groove. But I'm not—I'm not—I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that you know it's—it's it's t- time to worry just yet. But I think you kind of have your eyes on them because you're expecting so much from them.
1: Yeah, it, honestly, the reason why I even noticed that play initially when it happened with Lyle is because there had been moments I just noticed here and there where I was like, you know, somebody would beat him around the edge, and I'm like, that's not. What I'm used to seeing. And, and so I made it a point going into this game. I wanted to watch Lyle a little bit more for the time that he was out there. And then that okay. play happened. And it just kind of, I don't know, it's just not what I'm used to seeing for him. Okay,
3: I'm going to take you back to two, three years training camp. We thought Antoine Woods was ready to be a baller because yeah. he kept, he was beating Travis Frederick constantly. Yeah come to find out Travis Frederick He's is about to break some news well, somebody he, here. No, have, no, no. <laughs> okay. know, right. I'm like nervous. No, I'm not we're breaking, going I'm like not this, breaking yeah. news. I'm just saying we we were kind of fooled because Travis Frederick was not 100%. He actually retired for the season or yeah. or, or it was IR for the season, he didn't retire, sorry. It was IR for the season. Yeah. Um and so it was like okay, well that's why you know, well now I'm trying to figure out was is Dorrance Armstrong just just kicking everyone's ass or is Lyle not what he was before. Yeah. You know, that's that's my point.
1: And that that could be part of it that Dorrance is just taking that next step because everything about his camp was certainly, you know, noteworthy and we talked a lot about it. The question is which yeah. was what like right. were they really battling or was it a situation where Lyle maybe is just rusty and it's going to have to work back into, and I into don't, that kind of shape.
2: I don't think it's a coincidence that Lyle's played more than any of the starting five. I mean, right. he, he played in Canton, yeah. which is, I mean, for guys on $70 million contracts, don't play in the Hall of Fame game very yeah. often. So I don't, and, you know, yeah, he's looked rusty for a, a more like on and off throughout training camp. So, yeah. yeah, you're right. And he, yeah, I think he just needs time probably. Yeah. But and Dorrance has
3: beaten more than Lyell. So, I mean, Dorrance, Dorrance yeah. has beaten a lot of guys. Dorrance, Dor- on, on other teams, too. Yeah. He beat up on Tyron in practice
2: like a week ago. Like, yeah. he beat Tyron two or three times for sacks. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Which,
3: and I, I
1: don't want to, and I'm with you, Nick. I guess the point is, I don't want to hit the alarm button because I, I implicitly trust these offensive linemen, when they're healthy, to be good. Now, healthy is is more of an issue to me than rust. I feel like they can work back from that. I feel like they'll work into form. I feel like by about week three, four, this offensive line, as long as they're healthy, will be clicking, and you will see the production that you expect to see from them. I do think, though, right now, I'm a little bit like, okay, I need to see – that progression, like I need to see you getting a little bit better and getting back in that that form.
2: I would argue that we they progressed in that game. First possession looked awful. Second possession, not a lot better. Third possession was rush, and they just right down the field. How long did the the ones stay
1: out there on the offensive line?
2: They were there for at least two series with Cooper, Got and it. they
3: I em mean, yeah. I mean. And then and I, I think you have to ask. I mean, and I, I don't know this. How long were the defensive starters for Houston? whole, whole Which, half?
2: and again, this probably is probably n- not. That's not a roster that should impress you, at least not at the top. So, I mean, I get it, but I'm not. I'm not that worried about the offensive line yet, while still allowing that you are right that they haven't looked up to the standard that we but, have for them. But and everybody, that's a high standard, everybody
3: will will help each other. You yeah. know, Dak will help them. Um, the line should help Dak, Zeke, vice versa, all that. So get all the pieces in. Let's see how it works.
1: Let's talk a little bit about the uh, quarterbacks. Cooper Rush was 10 of 12, 97 yards passing, two touchdowns. Garrett Gilbert was 3 of 5 for 30 yards, zero touchdowns, and also had a fumble lost. Uh, where do you think the backup QB battle stands at this
2: point? Can we just have a larger conversation for a second about some of the decision-making that's sure, happening here? Absolutely. I, I thought about it with Malik Hooker as well. It's like, we don't want him. He's not in He's not in the offseason program. He's not part of the install in the spring. And then like two days into camp, they're like, yeah, we want him. Never mind. And maybe he wasn't healthy, but like he could have signed him and, and had him here training and getting up stuff. That's weird. Weird that that was when they decided to do it. Weird that they decided to work Connor Williams at center for, Two days into training camp, not during the spring or any other time during the four years that he's been here. And it's weird that this became a quarterback competition a week before camp's over because it sure as hell hasn't been up to this point. Am I mistaken nope. about that? Garrett Gilbert has been the guy. Is from that? The, no, go but, ahead. Sorry. Nope. Well, I was going to ask this question. Is that because up until
1: this point? Maybe they hadn't seen enough from Cooper Rush that made them think he's really battling for this position.
2: They never gave him a shot. I mean, he was, he never, he had not taken a rep with starters until he went into that game. Right. But I'm saying, like, is that not because
1: maybe something they've seen over the last week or two made them say, hey, we ought to give him a shot? And,. Gilbert wasn't having a great start there. So maybe that that all kind of culminated
2: in him giving getting that shot, right? Maybe. I did maybe so like he looked that amazing as the second string quarterback for enough consecutive practices and then which you know it, it sounds like maybe that was their plan to give him more time but like the optics of Gilbert in the dress rehearsal game, the optics of him getting yanked after two possessions certainly made it look like he had done something wrong, which I mean he didn't look good. So <laughs> That's a fair point, but it just you know again like when you're you're here every day w- looking at it and seeing who's taking the first team reps, who's doing this in the walkthrough, and there hasn't been a single indication this entire time that it was much of a competition. Maybe the, those are conversations that are different behind closed doors, mm-hmm. but. It's just it's interesting to me. And so, to answer your question, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. So now <laughs> Cooper's taken the first team reps all this week yeah. supposedly. You'd imagine he's going to play a lot against Jacksonville. And this is huge because whoever's the backup, whoever is not the backup,
1: the likelihood is they're not on this team, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, they, they could be on the practice squad. True. I mean, cuz I think I still think you can get those guys on the practice squad if you don't want to put Danucci on there and uh <laughs> We'll get to him. Wow. We'll get to him. more. Wow! Teverly. I mean, okay, I get it. It, it. He's not. He's not Romo. He's not. He's not going to be. He's probably not going to be that. We I, we we compared him a lot to. A, he, he's not there yet. But I mean, if you want to develop him, the practice squad and the scout team is a good place to do it. Uh, he, he will have he will be more beneficial on the scout team than Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush if they are on it. In what way? Because he's he's athletic. He helps you more. He helps you more when the players that kick their ass like a Kyler Murray that runs all over the place or Russell Wilson that runs all over the place, he will give them a better look for what they might see than a guy like Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert. So in my opinion, I think he's the guy that stays on the on the practice squad, and I think if they, whoever they cut between Gilbert or Rush, they probably don't. That's my thought. That's I completely agree with you. And if I had to guess,
2: I wouldn't be surprised if Tanucci winds up on the practice squad for that very reason. Uh, yeah. You know, this they used to use after they transitioned Jamil Showers to safety, they uh-huh. would use him as the practice squad quarterback when they played a mobile quarterback. Uh-huh. Like that stuff's useful, and you know. Practice during the season is not what we see out here. Like that's not what you see in Oxnard. You know, you're it's it's basically a glorified walkthrough to give the team looks at
3: what the opposition now, does. Now, I will say this though, I mean, it's not like every guy on the on the roster, every guy on the every quarterback that they face is going to be a running quarterback. So I guess you do have to to ask the question: Is is he going to give them a good look with throwing the ball and beating that, yeah. this guy and all that? Because you know. Because you got, you got some of those
2: you got to face. But again, like, and we obviously, and f- Ben DiNucci has not been good, let's yeah. be clear. But the quality of the throw is not that important in practice. I know that sounds stupid, but it's more about, like, the, what concepts are we looking at? What mm-hmm. can the quarterback do? Where is he going to throw the ball from? Where's the receiver on this particular play that they like to run? <laughs> like... Whether or not the throw is worth a crap isn't as important as giving the team a look at what's going to happen on Sunday, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, and if a
3: guy gets beat deep in, in, in a scout team, Reggie Davis or whoever it is has got your guy beat and the the ball's not there, I mean... you know he was still beat? You still know he was beat. Yeah.
2: You still right. know that... Danucci could throw it 15 yards over the guy's head and it looks like crap from the outside. And the coaches are like, yeah, that's what Russ is going to do on Sunday and it's going to be right where it needs to be. So... Yeah now you know
1: now so you, you need can kind to of up. yeah you can yeah. watch
3: that and see yeah, but, good point so i mean that's why that's why he could be beneficial that's a reason right there you also for practice all practice squad spots though are also you know but there's there's a lot of ways to look at it if if it's close between gilbert and rush and right now we all we we're going game by game so we think oh it's not close cuz rush looks way better but let's say it is let's say it's pretty close cuz it has been a close competition you know you can still put a guy on the practice squad and then he he's still in the mix for if something were to happen to your quarterback, you yep. could move him. You know Danucci's not playing any games. So and he's not probably a guy you're gonna have develop for the future. I just don't I don't see it out of him. I don't see anything that's no. gonna say like he's gonna do it. So I, I can make a case if I'm in a debate class and I wouldn't want to be against you since you're a state champion. But if I'm in a debate class, I could take the side to keeping Danucci. I could also say you're going to Canada
2: because that's where your career <laughs> is. Keep him, keep him meaning on the practice squad, right? Huh? Keep him meaning on the practice squad. On, yeah, right? on the practice he squad. squad. He not should not be your back. I am no I'm, I'm sick of the over-the-top hate that danucci has been getting. And to be clear, he's been really bad. But he's the fourth quarterback. Yeah. Like. But the the venom that people build up for this guy. Well, that's also because you got to understand the the nuance to that because I people feel
1: like it was a pick that was made out of personal relationship more so than out of re, out of out of the the guy's ability and so far on the field you haven't seen the the ability.
3: Right? It, he was picked 10 personal spots from just cuz they went to Pittsburgh. Look. Like that? Is that is that, is that I, the I,
1: narrative? I, I'll tell you this. What's the narrative? That's what you see on. I think that's what you see on social media a lot. Is the narrative is, is that still
2: here? McCarthy like, has a tie to him because yeah. they're from Pittsburgh and he knows his like youth basketball coach. That's that's the narrative.
1: And, and again, I'm not saying that narrative is right. I'm not saying that narrative is right. What I'm saying is what I'm saying is that's why the venom is out there. Just, so just understand that's why people are are reacting in the way they are. We're
2: talking about a guy that was picked like ten spots from the end of the draft. I like I just. And not like nobody's a bigger draft geek than me, but like I don't understand how people can work up that much emotion about players who don't matter. Basically, that I mean. And no offense and, to and Ben, he does it right but now
1: if he manages to get up to where they thought for what for any reason they thought he was the backup quarterback. Then well, he does matter, but that's my point. It's
2: right. like it's not going to happen, right? And and even I'm sitting here defending Ben DiNucci. If he's on the 53, no. I will freak that's out. What you're ready to. Do. I, w- I okay. will be ready to be mad yeah. if he's yeah. on the 53. I think we all agree on that. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I'll step out on a limb and say the backup quarterback is on this roster for better or for worse. I agree with you because there's not going to be there won't be somebody available that they're willing to pay for. Like you're not going to trade for somebody from Chicago. If they get cut, they're probably going to have a better market than what the Cowboys are going to be willing to pay. They're bent, Jerry Jones said it this morning. Mm-hmm. Like they are, they are bending over backward to let you know that their investment is in the starter. They're like, well, what can you do when and you pay Dak forty so, million? I think, but it's it's harder.
3: It is much harder. I acknowledge that. If you're a backup quarterback that is is available and he's got some experience and let's say he's got some interest from other teams, when you're looking at your options. And and money is going to factor into it as well, mm-hmm. but let's just say that it kind of it, it's about even. W- you think the Cowboys are are an intriguing team for that for that player with with Dak coming off an ankle depends injury depends on with, where they with, are in
2: their
1: career.
3: With Dak has a shoulder, yeah, you know, a strain, and that he's missed all training camp. I mean, do you look at it and go, man, I can come here and maybe maybe get on the because field? Because Andy bit. Dalton came to Dallas knowing that Dak had never missed a game ever. And yeah. then he plays a lot, and mm-hmm. that that helped them. That mm-hmm. gave, that got him more money.
2: It doesn't look like it's going to happen, but man, like, and not in like a like I'm not reveling in somebody's misfortune, but it would just be kind of funny if Dalton was the odd man out in Chicago and was like, "Well, I, I do have that house in Dallas." <laughs> like Could happen. I, it's not. You good. just never know. But <laughs> that would be that would think, be pretty shocking. I still don't
1: think the Cowboys would be willing to pay what another team would be willing to pay. Probably some not. team at the beginning of the season this year is going to lose their quarterback. It's just the nature of the NFL. So if he's sitting out, even if he waits a couple of weeks, if he's sitting out there, he's going to make more money going to that team to be their presumptive starter than he would make as a backup that got signed at the end of training camp for the Cowboys.
2: We're not right about a lot, but I just I vividly remember— and we're not right about everything is what I should say— but I vividly remember like December, before last season was even over— we were just like, yeah, like they're gonna come to an under, they're gonna come to an agreement with Dak, they're gonna pay him, and and we'll, th- Garrett Gilbert will be your backup because mm-hmm. pennies on the dollar, yeah. and that's, I mean, it might be Cooper Rush, but that's what's gonna happen.
1: All right, we're gonna take our final break. We'll come back. I do want to talk a little bit about a couple defensive guys and how they performed in this Cowboys versus Texans game. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com Cowboys. Back to the break.
3: Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack. Exclusive access to t- training camp benefits. Better hurry on that. And more. Visit dallascowboys.com slash united for details and to join today.
1: Did you just say I can get a fanny pack? Did I say that? Did he I say said, fanny pack? I
3: said get your fan pack. I wasn't paying
2: attention pack. to be honest
3: with you. Oh, fan
1: oh. pack, not fanny pack. I thought you said yeah. fanny pack. I was like, we giving away fanny packs? Okay. Okay.
3: And right. Some people have fanny packs. Do they? Yes. I wear one to run.
2: Yeah. It's like, it's more, it's not like what you're imagining. It's like slimmer, but like I put my phone in it. auto shell like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I asked
3: Dave yeah. about it. I was like, do you have a fanny pack? Is it training camp? And you're like, yeah, what? I was like, huh? Okay. It's I got, used to like a little aggressive I was like, that, was the press conference. Ba- was like, okay. back in the day,
2: I used to have to like tie my car key to my shoe if I wanted to go yeah. for a run and all that stupid stuff. You don't carry a water bottle, you put it in the water bottle. No, why See, would I carry a water bottle? That's annoying because you're gonna be out running., oh, just drink when I get yeah, I don't
3: when I look at stuff like that, I just think like, I'm old, like Dave's. Dave's younger, hip, all that. Maybe that's the thing. Fanny packs are cool. I don't know. I wouldn't go as far as mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're, far cool, as say they're, they're cool, but I don't. It's I just useful don't, if you're. Right. I don't really question yeah. it anymore because I, I, I don't. I do I don't
2: think, think they're. I think they're more back than they used to be. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I they're just probably okay. not called that. Everything goes in the cycles. Well, let
3: let the
1: the team over there with the fan club know they may need to get fanny packs. Like, let them know that. So. All right, Welcome join to now
3: se- and get your fanny pack, exclusive <laughs> access to back. training camp benefits, and more.
1: Welcome back to the final segment of the break mess. live from the SWBC Morgan Studios at the Star. Let's talk about the defense. Jabril Cox he continues to impress here in the preseason. My guy. Um how much do you <laughs> how much do you anticipate he will play at linebacker when the regular season begins, or is he really just? Trying to make this team and he's probably gonna be a special teams guy for now.
2: He ain't trying to make Jack.
3: He's on the team. He's on the he's
2: been
1: on the right. been Good on.
3: team. Um
2: right. I mean, I he's making a case for why he should play. It's just hard to make the numbers work
3: to yeah. be honest with you. I mean we I, do we want to do that? Do you no, wanna do this? Yeah, we'll do take you, that on the You want to talk about I think, number I think, nine? I think we'll talk you, about that on the I show. think you keep six linebackers active to the game. Wow, to the game. Okay. Yeah, that's Is nice. that not I thought five was normal. To the game. I think six is fine if two of them are going to be core special teams guys, which I believe Gifford and Cox will be. So, uh, so you think Gifford's going to make the team? I, I think. Well, I think you keep six for sure. I would put him I, on. I think. I, I, who? I mean, Francis Bernard? Has he played? I mean, he hasn't done anything. No, but I'm looking at some other who positions else? where
1: I, I'm looking at other positions. This is not about linebacker. This is about. I'm worried about being able to what, – what my cut's going to be on the defensive line. I'm worried about the secondary, what the number I'm going to need to yeah. keep there. Um, I think there are some positions – you maybe you want that six-wide receiver. I think there are a number of positions on this team where I'm like, I think I might want an extra guy. Linebacker's one where I feel like it's a luxury to have an extra guy because I think they, my five give me a lot of – cut. Like I think I can get a lot out of those five.
3: I I, I hear you, but I mean this is a – I don't think two, uh, a backup at each spot is, is really deep. I mean, if you're going to play – even if you play four or three, if you play a four three, that's a backup at each spot. That's not you know, three linebackers, six guys, that's not overly deep. Even especially if you play a three four scheme, even though some of those ends would be defensive pass rushers. I I, I think six is is a solid number. I don't think it's it's heavy I think it's probably just I mean we'll we'll get into it next Monday we're going to do a show where we're going
1: to try to cut the roster and I think that's when we can really kind of break those things down go ahead Dave
3: I just you know
2: 53 players 25 offense 25 defense three specialists my guess would just be you can go heavier on defense with this roster like I think the offensive positions are going to look a lot lighter Mm -hmm. two quarterbacks three running backs could probably even get away with having two if you really wanted to because, I mean, Dowdle goes to the practice squad or whatever, but three running backs, three tight ends for sure. Like, I can't think of why you would need more than that, and if Connor Williams is your center, you could even maybe get away with going light at offensive line. I get that that might bother people, but haven't seen anything from uh, Terrence Steele and Ty and Seki that makes you think that they gotta have both. Mm-hmm. So you know maybe you could even go eight or nine on the offensive line instead of nine or ten, and then that opens you up. I you can go heavy at every defensive position, and I think they should. Okay, um, let's talk about Malik Hooker.
1: Uh, he's got his first action in the preseason. What'd you guys see from him?
2: Um, I agree with what you said that <laughs> I agree with what you said that Brian said that you know he looked like he was getting reacclimated. Thought you know I think of him as a coverage guy. It was a nice
3: tackle he laid on that receiver going mm-hmm.
2: over the middle, you know, like
3: one of the first plays of the third quarter. He also came flying in on run on run support in the middle of a like it was just behind the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if he was feeling great after that play. He kind of maybe got the worst of it, but um, he was he was in there. He was in the mix, especially for a guy that's free safety. You know I, I look at that position. I, I've always thought the safety position, especially in the last. 15, 20 years is, is an interchangeable spot. I mean, I think gone are the days that you got the, you know, hard hitting Ronnie Lott guy and you've got your ball hawking safety that's a free safety. I mean, I think a lot of them can kind of play both roles. Somebody, now, sorry. I think, I think Barry, like Barry Church was, you know, Keanu Neal, I'm sure, was more of a strong safety and all that, but some of these guys can do multiple things. So I do think Kazee and Hooker could both play together if they're out there and Don Wilson, too.
2: That's. It was either our mailbag today or yeah. yesterday, but somebody was like, well, yeah. mailbag. couldn't Casey and Hooker conceivably play at the same time? And I was like, you know, I, I don't expect that to happen because you got you want to find a way to get Donovan Wilson on the field. And, you know, they are interchangeable, but one, I think, is still a little bit more physical than the other. Um, but I definitely think that's something that could happen. And they also used the three safety look at one point during mm-hmm. that game. So you could have the two of them out there with Donovan Wilson. Um. So that's that's interesting. Yeah. You know, I. It's easy to just think of it as yeah, like he's a free, so he's got to play free, and that's not necessarily true. So,
1: talk to me about Bradley and I. Uh, I think he had a. There was one play I, I remember specifically. It was a really nice uh, tackle for a loss he had. He kind of kind of stonewalled the defense. I think it was, it was either a tight end or a uh, or a tackle. I was trying to move him, and he he kind of kept the edge on him, set the edge, and then makes the tackle behind the line of scrimmage. My question for you guys is: Is there room for him if the Cowboys are going to have Chauncey Golston on the final roster without uh, moving him to some sort of pup or IR or whatever like that? Is there room for him actually to make this team?
3: I don't think so. I don't. I don't see. I mean, I, uh, forget the room. How about the need? Is there a need for him to be on the team? I don't. I mean, other than you want to keep developing him, but I mean. I don't think so. I, I think he's a practice squad guy. If he gets claimed, he gets he gets claimed. I mean, I, I, I unless you think he's better than Basham, which I don't think that they think, that, think that way. Is. I don't think that's true. Dorrance Armstrong I believe is better than Basham, or at least he's showing that. Either way, those are your third and fourth pass rushers. Um, and I think when it's all said and done, I think they're going to keep Jalen Smith on the team. I think Jalen Smith is going to be more of a pass rusher than any other thing, and I think he's a guy that rushes off the edge more have, than he does anything else.
1: Have we seen him doing a lot of that so far? I no, mean, I, I think I've seen more Parsons doing that than him, right? Well, I haven't mm-hmm.
3: seen Jalen doing that. That means neither have the Bucks, neither have the Chargers, neither have. I mean, I, I think Jalen Smith will be rushing the pass. I think that you got if you are going to keep him. And I think that's an if. But if you're going to keep him, you got to figure out where to play him. And I think he's a straight-line runner. I, I don't think he's a backpedaler. I don't think he's a side-to-side. Side. I don't think he's a reactor. I think he's a go-get-the-guy. Use your God-given ability to go up there and, and smash someone. That's a
1: lot of money to be your fifth best pass rusher.
3: That part of it's not even... That was in March. They, they decided in March he was worth it and a lot of money. So he's going to be a lot of money, whether or not he's on this football team or another football team mm. or nowhere. I mean, it's a lot of money. So now you got to figure out that I mean that Hays in the barn on that. Now you got to figure out where to play him. And I think he's a pass rusher more than anything. But, but I guess what I'm saying though is, like,
1: I hear what you're saying, but when does he get that opportunity? Who are you going to take off the field to say, yeah, put him out there to do that when he's the fifth best guy, sixth best guy, maybe that does that on your team?
2: Well. And, not, uh, but, not only okay. that, which sorry, but I and I've been saying that for two years. Yeah, you have. but like watching him in the preseason, I'm like, is he even fast enough
3: to rush the quarterback? So I, I don't know. I don't what know that he would, Is he even <laughs> fast enough to rush the quarterback I right hear now? You. You're right. <laughs> no, I, you're right. You're right, and I and that's why you know it's it's like. You know like when they do when they go to two tight ends I mean there's a reason they do it cuz they want to be able to show you could run, we could pass out of this, you don't know what yeah. we're doing. He's going to have to be that element where he can pull back and be in coverage, you know, hold your breath, or he's going to be rush the passer and all but, that But stuff.
1: again, I think there are other guys that do that better already on this team, but, which that's why I'm like— Who are you
3: talking about? you talking about Armstrong, Basham, and Well, if
1: you're talking about they can also pull out, I mean, they can also, you know, drop into coverage.
3: Stop.
1: They can also Jeez. drop into coverage. I'm talking about Parsons, obviously. Right. <laughs> yeah, like He's the guy that also can drop into coverage. He can blitz. He can do all that. So why would I want to put Jalen in that type of position when I got a guy who does that extremely well?
3: Well, just because they can do it from a different way, because he can do it in pl- from the middle of the field, linebacker, he can move back into the line. I mean, there's just there's different aspects of it, I and mean, you're talking about guys that are like pass rushers. That I mean, there's an element of surprise that he could blitz or he could he could you know pull back I, into coverage. I just that. never honestly,
1: and we've talked about this. I know both of you guys have talked about this. I've never really seen Jalen be a.
3: Really good pass
1: rush All right, I've seen right. Him, I've seen him rush before, and I've seen most of the time he gets washed out.
3: So I mean, All right. I don't this is know. going to railroad the show. Okay, but so what do you want to do? You're 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 business you're a business savvy guy here. You've already spent nine million dollars on it. You've already you've already bought this car or this mm-hmm. house, and it it leaks oil. Okay, what do you want to do with it? You've already well, bought it, and you can't sell it. Right here,
1: now. Here's my thing. That doesn't mean I want to take it out for a drive if I know it's going to break down while I'm out on the drive. Okay. So it's one of those things where I may have already sunk the cost, and if that's the case, I'll keep it in parked in my this is in my driveway. Of, best of
3: show. It's going to look pretty. Yeah, exactly, it's going to look
1: good. In my driveway. People are going to drive by. They're going to say that guy has a great car. But at the end of the day. I'm not driving it because I don't want to necessarily break down. I hate breaking down while I'm out, and that means I gotta call somebody to come pick me up, <laughs> tow the thing back to my house so it can look pretty. Now it's gonna look pretty on the back of a tow truck. I'm sorry, I'm just not, that's not my thing.
3: This sounds like this sounds like I had set him up for this earlier. That, you answer. Did not. that was great. That was a good But great. I'm just saying, like
1: that's oh, okay. I, don't, I don't see him as being, and again, I know sometimes it, it comes off as we're bashing Jalen. I'm not trying to bash Jalen. I'm looking at this training camp and I'm looking at all these linebackers they got, and they got a ton of linebackers. Linebackers that can play. I don't think Jalen is better than him. I think right now Jalen is fourth no, I'm sorry. He's probably fifth best linebacker on this team. I don't think you make a role for
2: him if he's not the best one to do that role, in my opinion. I I don't necessarily disagree with anything you're saying. I'm not I'm Mr. Bayou Bengal. I'm not ready to put Cox over him just in yeah. the sense that You know he's he's playing backups. It's still the preseason, and and he's been great. I'm just I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to say that. His upside, of Um, course, is there. Yeah. Well, but but that's that's, all factors in. But go ahead. That's beside the point. Even at best, he's still the fourth linebacker on this team. And yeah, I mean, I think the Cowboys need to have the guts. To limit him to like a role that would see him on the field thirty percent of the time or less, honestly. So here's the question: They for you. won't. Do, I, I think I they didn't will, say I, I, think I think didn't say, say that it. they wouldn't. I just they need to have the guts to do. But that. but here's the
1: question. So that all being said, name a role where he is at least third best on this team at that role
2: or i mean i don't that's whatever but early early downs base package if he wants to, if they if you want to put him out there as the sam in situations where you feel confident that they're going to run the ball that's okay he bowl
1: can line, still do some of that stuff. line
3: linebacker third best
1: i wouldn't put him third best best but
3: mm. i mean who who would you put over i mean i, I think i would take neal
1: over him I can. I mean, because yeah. my my issue with Jalen is more. I don't think he. I don't think his pre snap identification of what's going on is great. I think he takes a lot of false steps, and then I think he can't recover. So goal line, I need you to know what's coming, and I need you to hit it quick because you don't have much time to react. Like you got to get there quick in order to keep the guy from getting in the end zone. So again, I I'm just having a hard time finding where I think he is the best. At a role, second best at a role, even third best at a role. If it's, which means somebody has to come off the field that's better than him. If
2: in my it's opinion. early down and they're in big personnel, I'm. I can live with a, being I'm okay on the with field that too. Uh, you know. He's
3: going to be better than Neil of, of getting hit by a defensive end. Yeah, I
2: he's think. more. I mean, he's a he's a bigger player. He can hold up against some of that better. And I mean,
3: no now knock He's got to do it though. He can't go around the other side because that's that's one thing that's a knock on him, and we're seeing it. He go he avoids the big blockers at times, and and that sounds good because that's, that doesn't hurt as much. But you've just you've just created a huge gap because that guy just took you where you wanted to yeah. go. I,
1: I'll give you one area where I do think he is really valuable to have on this team. Don't say it. What no, just I was going to say availability. Okay. Like you can't argue his availability. That's you got a lot of guys that have not been available. At that position, yeah. he's been available. So that, that matters in the NFL. Can you be available? I've, so I, I've That had might that, be the reason why he needs to be here.
2: I've had, had that argument with a million people. Of like, And nobody's trying to say Jalen is amazing or should be starting with all these other options. But with what this team has been through, it's not a bad thing to have a guy who's played a thousand snaps in a season as your top option if somebody gets hurt. Right, right Um, because the likelihood is that somebody will which and that's I've been thinking about this a lot it's it's interesting I get that and I, I it hit me the other day where I was like if they were to cut him it says like not only is he not one of their three or four best linebackers they also have such a low opinion of him that it would like be a problem for the team and the development of the team that they're like this guy got to go. He's got to go. He is a problem. If he's not starting, he will make life miserable for everybody. That is the signal that it sends. If they were to cut him, and I'm not a hundred percent, like I don't think that's the case. I don't think that that would happen. Yeah. And so, does it suck that you're paying seven and a half million dollars for a backup? Absolutely. Well, but
3: you, depth isn't a bad thing. Well, I mean, all you have to do is is listen to Jerry Jones talk this morning on the Fan 105.3. He was asked specifically about Jalen Smith's role. Mm-hmm. And his four-minute answer about the depth of the linebacker did not ever include Jalen Smith by name at all. Mm-hmm. That was alarming to me because because now you're like, you're not even mentioning. The question was about Jalen. And then you just talked about the depth. Which means I'm not talking about him. We've got depth, which means maybe we are going to get rid of him. Maybe he's not in the depth. And I don't know. I I, I don't ever, you never, you will get very, you'll get in a very
1: tough situation. You ever start trying to figure out what Jerry's meaning by what he says and doesn't say. I I get it. Um, But that that was something that stood out to me too uh, when I heard the response. But ultimately, I just think it comes back to, and I'm a big believer in once you got a guy on your team, it doesn't matter the amount of money you play him where you need to play him. I'm just having a hard time figuring out. What is the role where I'm like he's my right option to be out there as opposed to somebody else, yeah. and I'm having a hard time finding that for him. That's going to be the challenge for these coaches.
2: Or you know, <laughs> shoot, I I personally, if he doesn't play snaps sometimes, that's fine with me. Again, like the money's can he be an active guy? I doubt that. You just finished saying you want to make six act,
1: six linebackers active. If he's playing special teams, obviously he can get on the field playing special teams. You would
3: think. I don't think he's you would hope so. I think you, I think you'd just. Probably release. I think you would release. Him. That's
2: if I mean, if it were to get to a point where Jalen Smith isn't getting a jersey on game day, then yeah, that's that. That would be a huge drop. I have a hard time just thinking that happens because it's just going from
1: being the contract he's got to being. Like, the, the every-down starter. Did he play the most snaps in any defender last year? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. so he was the
2: only defender who that, was available every now, week.
1: Right. To go from that to then just like just like that and not actually getting any benefit from cutting him. Like, you're not making any money back by cutting him. Like, that all seems a little bit like I don't expect that The to
3: irony of paying, what, a half million dollars for a jersey you don't wear? jesus oh, stop i'm just saying like, that's that's you ever fact. you like roller coasters at all yes i do that's no. what i like working here they got well oh, a good point <laughs> it's fun
2: they got this thing at cedar point in ohio called top thrill dragster yeah it's nine seconds it just goes 400 feet in the air and straight back down that's Jalen's that's my kind of thing oh i want to go real bad. yeah I'm cedar in. points high on my bucket list uh but that's 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 jalen's career trajectory unfortunately Oh, wow. I, I mean, you thought he might not ever play again. And then he just... Should have been a pro height, bowler yeah. in 2018. Signs a, a you know $70 million contract. And now we're talking about if he'll Free even fall. get a jersey on game day. That, I mean, that's insane. That ride, I'm we're sure. We're talking about it. I'm not sure coaches are. So let's be clear. The fact, this is not okay. something we're hearing from the, from no, the organization. No, we are not hearing it. Yeah. The fact that we are even idly debating it about a guy on that contract is nuts.
1: Yeah, true. That's true.
3: That ride probably you know they've run that multiple times in a day yeah in an hour yeah so that's what his hope is get back on the ride <laughs> yeah sure get up there get again get back up there
1: again yeah his career could just be a bunch of those kind of ups and it downs it could be and yeah. if it
3: is then that that's yeah. it'll 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 make people you know pissed off all the time because i mean you know honestly that's tony romo's career that's interesting. I don't, oh, I don't, I I don't know if the lows were as low. I don't know if the hey, lows were as low. Not only that, though. it was no, I mean no, it's a longer no. ride. Tony Romo well, was that's st- what I'm saying. His career, that was his whole career was that. Oh okay. Up yeah. and down. I up and down, mean I mean down, think about it. I, I actually got you know, I did one of those YouTube rabbit holes the other day. Broncos Cowboys twenty thirteen.
1: Yeah, that was a good game.
3: It was a great game. Yeah. The
1: golden gr- he,
3: he had a chance. He had the ball. It was 48 48. He's sitting at 506 in the passing mm-hmm. yards. The record for all time yep. is 561. Get your team in field goal range to go win the game, and you win 51 48. Well, the Broncos they undefeated. Were, I don't think or they were undefeated, but they were, they were one of the best managers. teams in the league. They, yeah. they, were the, they set the record for if he, all the best yeah, offenses. Takes things, them so. down the field and scores a touchdown or gets a field goal. He's probably going to get about sixty yards passing, no running at that point. You're going to you're going to set the all time passing record. You're going to outdo Peyton Manning, and you're going to beat him fifty one to forty eight. He, he could have been considered right then and there without playoff success. Just, I mean, he's right on with that top level, top five, whatever. He throws a pick. Mm-hmm. He Thanks. wastes this great two thousand six. He comes in. He's the star. All that. He fumbles the snap in Seattle.
1: Sounds like a book. I'm
3: just, saying, I'm just saying that is his career. Yeah. All these great moments, but it was his interception against Washington yeah. in the 2012 season finale yeah. that Dave still remembers and didn't even work here then. Didn't I, but, but I remember didn't, that.
2: I didn't have an opinion on Tony
3: Romo the, at that time. People that love Romo have these 12 plays. The people that hate him have these 12 yeah. plays. That's right. That's his career. Yeah, that's true. Jalen's not at that point. I mean, he hadn't done the, he needs the 12 plays over here, but uh, he's got a few, but yeah. he needs more of them. But I mean, maybe his career can be like that. But we yeah. haven't seen it yet. I yeah. just,
2: I, I don't. It's 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 hard to watch him play and imagine that he's going to get back to that level. He just. I hope he a, does. Il, I I hope he does. We all do. Nobody's rooting against Jalen Smith. At least not in this room. Yeah. Um. But he just looks like he's lost about three steps from 2018. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I really
1: – I agree with your premise. I do think it's it will be a smart idea if these coaches can figure out a role for him that makes sense because I think it, it would be better for the team that you have a guy like that that has some kind of role. I'm just having a hard time figuring that one out. And obviously they are much smarter yeah. about this kind of stuff than I am, so that's why they're paid those bucks is to figure that part out. But I, I'm just having a hard time figuring out where he fits.
2: I just think that's kind of what makes it easier for me is the fact that the money – The money's locked in. Like You can't improve the team by getting rid of him. And so if he's just depth, like I said, it's not ideal, but it's better than... Jalen Smith, if if he's your best linebacker coming off the bench, that's better than a lot of teams have in terms of depth. Um, Yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's not the end of the world. All right, guys.
1: Appreciate you joining us. We'll be back on Thursday, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Cowboys. Get you guys ready, actually, for Cowboys versus Jaguars. Still then for Nick even Dave Hellman. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break Live on DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!